0: This is your Anime DJs weekly rundown 27. Let's get it. Well, guys, we are back again. Um, thank you for turning this on, and I'm going to get down to the show order for this week. And we're going to be doing Bleach Thousand Year Blood War episode 18. Zom 100 is on a uh, on a break for this week. They're doing some sort of special.
1: Uh, Boo.
0: Yeah, yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't do that stuff right now. I uh, will
2: say, probably a good thing because I feel like 1071 is going to take up like two shows worth of time, so it's probably a good one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to really go in on this one. Um, But then after that, guys, after Bleach, we're going to go into Rurouni Kenshin, uh, episode 5, then Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, season 2, episode 5. This is the last episode until August 31st, and then we're going to get into the Shibuya incident arc. I'm fucking hyped for that shit. And then we have One Piece 1071, like Dan was talking about. I mean, this was so fucking hype. I can't. I'm glad we're saving it for last. I'm gonna be so pumped this whole uh, episode about it. Honestly, like I'm, I'm, he, I'm sitting here thinking about absolutely peak, bro.
2: He, absolutely. I feel like if we tried to do it first, we would just like do like a 45 minute 1071 oh podcast. And be like, all right, guys, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing else that's cool happened.
0: Yeah, everything else would be an afterthought. But at the, you know, this way it's like a little treat at the end. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, show, for sure. Show. Well, um, Tyler, guys, get send into it? Well, before we do that, I would like Uh-oh. to notice everybody, uh, we will have an, another event going on this Saturday, August 12th in our Discord. Hit us up. Hit that link tree if you're not already in it. Uh, Tyler uh, hosted the last one by himself, but I think Dan's going to be there. I'm unfortunately busy again. But it was lit. Wasn't it, Tyler?
1: Hell yeah, we had we had like a bunch of people in there just chilling with us. And I'm just going to say our streams are quality, bro. We gonna put out quality shit for y'all, so come on through.
0: We not streaming that shit in
1: 720p. We
2: 1440 <laughs> in this ho. Oh, okay? So we're, we're, hitting we're hitting that 1080p release in 1440 just for you guys. <laughs> we got it. Upscale. <laughs> I was I was actually really surprised
1: that we was able to um like get it within ten minutes of release last time. Crunchyroll didn't fail us this time. It, it, we had a little bump, but we got it going. So they knew they had to be ready. Well,
2: yeah. dude, the, the Crunchyroll has been bugging for the last like weeks since this. Like it is just not the right <laughs> yeah, has, but damn. I've noticed
0: that. Damn. Are you but, guys yeah, ready um, to hit some bleach?
2: Yeah. So let's get um,
1: straight into bleach. What's up, Dan? I was just. I'm ready to chug some bleach.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god. In-, in game though. In, in game. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're gonna go straight to Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, episode eighteen, uh called Rages at Ringside. So in this episode, Masculine Mask and James go all out for the crowd, but a couple of villains show up to ruin his show. So yeah. Um basically this episode starts off with uh like in with uh Kira- was it Kurosuchi? Is that how you say his name? Yeah think yeah, so yeah, yeah. kirsuchi and uh all of them um just having like a little round table meeting staring at screens whatever giving like a status report apparently there's only 42 percent of the force still alive and that's including injured the active military military strength is less than 30 percent i the quincy's has done damage bro like I didn't it, realize it was that bad. Did you? Like, all? if
0: this was a no, nah, I didn't. Uh, but like, if this was a real war, like you would surrender. Like yeah. you're, oh, you're yeah? done. That's it.
2: Unless you're the Japanese in World War Two. <laughs> or you didn't have to say that. <clears throat> <But> hey man, <laughs> fight for the emperor. You got to fight hey. for uh, Genro side, dude.
0: Got to fight for the homeland.
2: Um, but yeah, I did not realize
0: it was nearly this bad. Like I, you know, I was thinking maybe they killed like you know 30 40 percent not like 42 percent was alive and like and then like if they're down to 30 percent military strength i mean a third of the people that are are alive are like gravely injured or at least incapacitated like that's a crazy figure you know
2: yeah Uh, i mean a a quarter of them are down for the count and you gotta think too like if you go back and like think about bleach most of the soul reapers are scrubs.
0: yeah for sure
2: like the Afro guy who used to watch over uh kind of town, dude, dude is a pussy. Like, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, most of them
0: aren't hitters like that, you know, so. But I think that's how it is with like any anything. It's like even like just sports teams, like you're going to have like a few players that are way better than the rest. And, and then like, you know, I don't know about the military. I'm not a soldier, but I don't know. I feel like that's how it would be in real life
1: yeah they uh they went on to uh say that soyfan was injured badly mm-hmm. It's a guy yeah, his pressure is gone. we don't know if he's alive or dead at this point point. and um so is uh his uh his girl Ma- uh Matsumoto uh she don't really know uh they don't really know about her either uh rocky Kimpachi's rocky, which make a hell of a difference right now. he's just not responding right now, so they don't know where he's at what he's doing. He's just off chilling after he done his thing over there. Uh, but yeah. Dude,
2: after all that was up. Hear, I was going to say, hearing that my girl Masumoto, Rangiku, is down like that, that just hurts. <laughs> she, She's something else, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dad's, like feel, Dad's
2: going through it right now, boys. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's why I want to drink bleach, boys. In <laughs> <laughs> <End> game.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Kurosuchi makes a call to Shunsui, which is the head captain right now, and he's just calling him out right now. He's like, do something, bro. We got 30% of our forces left, like at least like calm and do your job where surely you can do that with a third of our forces so <laughs> uh,
0: yeah saying rejoice head captain while you're sipping tea with the enemy our forces are down to 30% <laughs> Is crazy yeah. you I'm, know if, if, if that was my subordinate I don't think I would take that kind of disrespect
1: but uh Yamamoto wouldn't bro
2: hell nah the whole place would be on fire if Yamamoto <laughs> is alive <allowed>, dude <laughs> but I'm gonna say like Shunsui's not known for sipping tea. He's known for sipping sake, dude. Like, maybe he's just having a drink with the boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, group. the boys.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that, that, was, uh, that definitely made me laugh. I was like, Chris, you really out here doing this shit, bro. Dude, he's being disrespectful. Yeah. shit.
2: <laughs> which you guys are going to hear a little more, more about on the, the D-Gen's bullshit hour later this week. Because let me tell you, we get into some disrespectful <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> no spoilers. Sure. Yeah, no spoilers.
0: But yeah, it, it's good to see that like, they re, uh, they're actually just regrouping. Uh, Shun Sui kind of tells them to go, all go to like the nearest remaining barracks, uh, which is a smart move. Like You need to stop people needlessly dying, at least get together so they have to, they have to like fight more of you at one time. Uh, which is it's a it's a good move, but ain't gonna Might be a little <laughs> too late, yeah. So uh, we'll see. But can we talk about fucking masculine mass, bro? And and, uh, and our boy James-a.
3: Jamesa.
0: Yes, yes, bro. Okay, so for, before we even get into it, I would like to say I called it. The <laughs> the key to uh, masculine mass power is Jamesa. <laughs> I told you when he <laughs> rung that bell and, and Mask got back up, I was like, nah, you gotta kill him. You gotta kill him. Something's <laughs> up with that shit.
1: Oh, Jay. Like, I, I think that I like James do better than I do Masculine Mask at this point. <laughs> I don't really?
2: know, dude. When, when, when old Mask here was using his full power, I was cracking up. He brought out the full luchador outfit and his nipples were stars and i forgot about that from the manga and i was full on dying he has a giant star on his well, on his uh his <laughs> trunks there his, his oh yeah, uh, on his trunks yeah that's his true, little true, true. he had going on and i was crying i was like oh my god is he about to use like some super powered of his junk bro is a star
0: you know what i'm saying uh but you know i really love masculine mask i really loved like the whole luchador and him like trying to just be like a superstar and James rooting him on. Oh man. And how they're like we're interconnected <laughs> together. It's like, you know, at one point, Masculine Mask says, you know, if, if you can't die, James, because like if I'm, if I, if one of us are alive, like we always come back. I thought that was really cool. Don't know how that, how it works at all, but
1: Masculine Mask, like he embodies the do it for the TikTok, you know, do it for the gram, bro. The yes. vine, you yes. know. Yes. That's, that's what he, that's what he reminded me of. He was like, You know, do it for the fans, bro.
0: (laughs) He really does do it for the fans. He, you know, like he's a showman. He's a he's a pure showman, and I respect that. Hundred percent respect that.
2: The crazy part is that a lot of pro wrestling, you know, it's staged. But our boy here, not (laughs) staged. Let me tell you, (laughs) James with the power ups. Holy shit! Mm -hmm. So James is all excited. Or sorry. Masculine Day Mask is all excited to go see what the big boom we saw last episode in the background was, but he runs into two captains, and they bring out their bonk eyes and they get absolutely smoked.
1: Thanks <laughs> well, it, the- it was winning at first, and then, you know, it just, uh, then what Dan was saying, he just comes back to life, and get, they just get smoked, so...
0: Yeah, I mean like he if, if James rings that bell or he says you're a superstar, go superstar, it's a rap. Like like <laughs> what are you supposed to do with it? Dude has like endless energy. Um but the Tekken Tachikaze, um, uh, that was a pretty cool uh Bankai. Uh a Kensei Bankai. I really enjoyed that one where the uh, kind of like the sword trajectory was like the Zompak Toe was like exploding. Um and like puts the force of that and like then the Bankai was putting the force of that explosion into his fist. I thought Masculine Mass was going to have some issues there, but that was very, very short lived. Um,
2: yeah, it's just crazy. Imagine bringing Brass Knuckles to what should have been a sword fight.
0: Because that's <laughs> what he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he did, actually. But both, of, luckily, both, both of them are brawlers. Uh, we didn't have to watch anybody's fist get cut in half, but,
1: you know, it was fun stuff. Yeah. And uh then after after our boy uh masculine mask takes down uh Kenzai, our uh-huh. squad three captain comes up and pulls out his Bankai, and it's like a it's a weird uh like play Bankai. like our like I don't even know how to describe it. So
2: Oh he he's a composer, dude, and he oh. his sword turns into a bunch of like dancing golden god looking things which is nuts <laughs> but uh, it Roder- was creepy was, as fuck is what it was Rojo's Roder- bonkai was really cool I thought like I mean he can control water and fire by just fucking with your ears that's some crazy shit the, the visors coming back has some nutty bonkais
1: I think they mentioned that um that he, he was one of the only ones that can control both,
2: both things right well, yeah, because he's technically not doing it. It's basically the music he's creating, the sounds he's creating, deceive your brain into making you think you're getting attacked by water. You're attacked by fire. It wasn't like he was actually creating that. Yep, he was just out there pulling some fucking like Uchiha Genjutsu bullshit. You know, <laughs> like it was cool. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was cool. Uh, but right before that happened, uh, you know, Roshiro actually killed James, and I was a little, I was. Didn't know I was that attached to James. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just didn't hey, know that. Hey man, he came back in fucking force. Let oh, me yeah. tell you. He, he was a force to be reckoned with. So Rogerot kills James and then goes after our boy, the masked Luchador here. And all of a sudden just starts fucking him up with this eye. Like it's basically a bunch of golden figurines. They kinda had like the face reminded me of the um the demigorgons from fucking uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even seen Stranger Things and I know what, what they look like. Yeah. They remind me of that and they just start fucking him up. And he's like in a world of hell. He's like caught in a riptide and then all of a sudden he's just on fire from like 10 of these things. <laughs> but he realizes that, you know, it's deception. And the craziest thing Masculine Mass did besides, you know, breaking a fucking ours, boss. Breaking out the Star Wars, he actually took his fingers and blew his own eardrums out so he could get out of this bonkai's trap. That shit was nuts.
0: That's dedication to the game.
2: That was nuts. I mean, who's really
1: out here doing it like him? I mean, to be fair, you know, like he has nothing to lose because old James Zoo over there, he's just gonna heal him back up, you know?
0: True, true. Yeah, but when I saw that, I was like, bro is like a certified lunatic that's um, a
1: high q bro <laughs> dude he's crazy
0: imagine like just busting your own ind- indrums out and like i had no idea that
2: he could like heal himself so i'm still 90 percent convinced he doesn't know any japanese and he just speaks english the whole time like in, like what are they gonna do in the stop are they just gonna have him speak in, like a different language <laughs> like just have him speak in like spanish because he's like a mexican luchador that would be so fucking oh that would funny. be perfect that would be perfect that would be
0: so funny yeah we gotta see what happens with that bus show. um but yeah, Kinsey's trying to tell um Roger Rose like, hey, like, don't really even like, oh no, he actually already killed him, but I was yeah. talking about something from earlier in the episode, actually, um, but yeah, I thought the the dance troupe was a little much it uh, I wanted to fast forward with as as cool as it was to you, Dan. um But then after that, we kind of get him shooting star beams through his fucking forehead
2: oh my god yeah yeah we do <laughs> man a man uses like tn's freaking tribe or um tribe beam cannon is that yeah tribe beam cannon but it's yeah a star, and it just goes straight through rogero's chest and he just collapses and thank god our our boys here our boy sorry boy and girl rukia and Ranji show up with the Freshest fucking fits I've seen them wear <laughs> Renji looked like a King brother I mean drip Straight drip He looked like, like if you took like an African warlord And put him on a ski mountain With those goggles I was like yo this is fresh Yeah no I was it supposed to
1: crazy say, I was supposed to say damn dude, Like the ski goggles made it look like He was going skiing or something I was, As soon as I seen the goggles I was like This man is ready to ski
2: What's up? (laughs) Dude showed up with fucking blenders and a leopard fucking headband and cape, and it was something else.
0: I was impressed. I paused it. I'm not gonna lie. I I had to let it all soak in for a second.
2: Bass is just sitting there like anime con is coming up eventually. (laughs) Reggie cosplay.
3: (laughs) I I think I can pull
2: this off. Them colors look good
1: on me. But yeah, I guess those those uh, uh, was the the lights that we seen in last episode. Yeah, and instead of old masculine mask going to see what was up, they came to him. So I actually enjoyed that. It showed up and saved their boys uh, boys from getting killed the rest of the way. And uh, yeah, and now old masculine mask and James who has to fight uh, Rengi because Rukia takes. Takes the captains and everybody else off to be healed, so.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Ain't no thing for Ranji though. His full-powered Bankai was fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah,
0: he didn't uh, didn't know the full name of his Bankai, so now we have, instead of Zabimaru, we have uh, Soho Maru, And that was also drippy as shit. Like,
2: are you kidding me?
0: Um, yeah. Kubo, time with this one.
2: Kubo just blew his design out of the fucking park. <laughs> cool. And it, it makes me happy because Renji has always been like he's just the guy to get beat up before Ichigo shows up. That's you know, <laughs> his role. Or Byakuya during the Soul Society Invasion arc. Like, he's just there to show how powerful Ichigo or whoever is. <laughs> and it's good to see him come down with some fresh drip a fresh new bankai and absolutely just fuck up master de masculine big fan you know what
0: going to go ahead oh
2: i was gonna
1: say. you know one of my favorite moments of this um this uh this whole episode was when uh, james gets killed again or whatever and he comes back and there's like a hundred of them
2: Oh yeah, that was all my crawling. favorite moment. They're all crawling out of the dead corpses'
0: <laughs> mouth. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, you even saying that made my skin crawl right there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Go mask!" You know, I I, mean, I don't really know what he said, but he just starts cheering for uh, what what did he even say? He they was just chanting something. I don't even remember. I can't remember. Yeah,
2: it was just wild, bro. Oh, I was insane. <laughs> but like mask. <laughs> Uh, Mask like full on power up too with the Quincy Awakening whatever the Quincy Awakening was that shit went hard too man when he burst through his clothes and all you saw was like star nipples like star in his junk like absolutely ripped I was like that's kind of clean design as funny as it is yeah it looked good it, it really clean. did and like when he had all like the, the the cross above him and the wings behind him like that shit was fresh it really but was no match for Soho Abimaru, dude. I keep <laughs> wanting to say "hoho" because Pokemon, but Soho's <laughs> was fucking goat. Like, that, that shit was so clean, but he just fucks him up, literally impales him. And like, he uses his full on and like turns his sword. And all of a sudden, all you see is like the jaws of a snake come over him and just clamp him down. And he literally turns to ash. That shit was nuts. Yeah, he got ripped.
1: He, he, he got uh, burnt to pieces, man.
2: They did such a good job animating that. Like Perot is killing it with this arc.
1: So I was confused um, on that scene. Rinji seems to think. Rinji said that um, that he used so much of his power or whatever that he just burned himself up. So did he like just kill himself because he like overexerted himself with uh, star, pa- star power? That would make sense. Way-
2: I don't. I don't know. I don't remember.
1: Because Renji, Renji was saying that um, he, he was acting like he didn't take credit for the kill. He he was, was acting like that masculine mask killed himself on accident. So did y'all get that vibe too or no?
0: Yeah, I, I did as well, but I, I'm not too sure about it. I'd yeah. probably have to watch it again to like actually understand uh, that little sequence there at the end.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun. You to gotta to watch, you know. Like we're talking about a, an anime here. Like just go watch it. It was fucking awesome. If you're not <laughs> watching Bleach, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want to get in the after credits scene? Uh, yeah. Let's do this shit. Yeah, so we get a scene where it's uh, Yuhabaha and how much it says. Watch, man. It's it's still there. It's still there in the back of my head. But uh, you are better. We are. Yeah, good for us. Hats on, back boys. <laughs> Progress, <laughs> but it's uh Yubaba and or you standing there, and he basically tells James to return, and like all of a sudden you see a bunch of reishi come at Yubaba, and he somehow turns into a shadow, and all of a sudden the shadow turns into Ugram, which was kind of cool. But basically Ugram tells him that Yubaba is sleeping so he can rebuild his strength. Which makes me think basically all Quincy's are a part of him. So, like, he's just absorbing any Quincy that dies and getting stronger by the fucking minute. Fuck, that's not good. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) You just, like, you take down the little guy and the big guy gets stronger. Like, the Soul Reapers are fucked, man.
1: That's what it seemed like. So, but yeah. um, Do we we got anything else? Or is that it, boys?
2: Yeah, I guess the episode ends with a little cliffhanger of uh Yugram going to tell uh Yuryu what you know what sort of being his master is and then he just it, it cuts to the cuts to the credits <laughs> well it actually cuts to the next episode name that was it so did you use- a little cliffhanger action big fan better than the cliffhangers we got in freaking my home hero that's for sure yeah yeah <laughs> what a waste of time <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spit on my water. Sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, That's gonna get us into Kenshin. Yes, sir. Here we got Roroni Kenshin, episode
0: five, and then another, another one. Um, so Kenshin and Sanosuke uh fight rages on, and they're learning more about each other and kind of what they stand for. And while this is going on, we learn a ton about Sanosuke's passed with the imperials so we at the beginning of the episode we jump right back into the fight uh, between kenshin uh, between these two and kenshin actually asks, uh i'll call him zanza while i can <laughs> 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 as zanza to like you know he says like this is the time for you to sheath your sword and zanza's like bro what are you talking about
2: like this big ass sword hasn't doesn't have a sheath citrus? like. You're dumb as fuck. You know, um, <laughs> it gets it gets wrapped up in some rags or something. Imagine if you're just sitting there after you just see him doing this with like a roll of freaking rags. <laughs> I would have cried.
0: <laughs> Dude, like beats her ass and then starts rolling it up. Um but yeah, Kitchen, like they, they get the box in a little bit and Kitchen's like really on his ass. But he's he's telling him, he's like, you know, you can only swing two ways with that long sword. It's either side to side or like down. Like, like that's all you got. And uh, Zanza's you know, kind of starting to realize that there's like a major gap between himself and Kenshin. Uh, every time he, he moves, tries to do something, Kenshin, you know, hits him with the back of his sword like he does everyone, And he's just getting beat up. But he's I mean, he's tanking these hits. Very impressive at the same time. Um, but then after they kind of get into that and uh, Zanza gets knocked down on his back, we get we, of course, we got to get the flashback. Got to get the flashback. So we go back uh, a decade to Zanza's uh, childhood for when he was nine. He's marching alongside the Sehiko army, which is like the vanguard of the Imperial army. And it was actually led by Captain Zozo Sagara. And that was something that someone that uh, Zanza actually looked up to a ton, a ton. So what they're doing, uh, I think like some, some people mentioned, as they were marching, it's like, you know, what are they doing so far north? And they're actually telling people that, you know, if you switch to the imperial side, uh, your taxes will be halved Which, I don't know about you, Tyler. I would be ecstatic about. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Well, I would. But, you know, with everything like that, if it's too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. You know what I mean? And I had that Facts. in my head. I was like, these people going around saying this shit. And I'm like, bro, these people believe in them, but I mean, I, I guess, I guess in their eyes, you know, like it's, 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 you know, they're clinging on to false hope, you know, at that point, you know, like what if it actually really does happen, then I, my life will be so much better, you know? But I was yeah. like, this is going to go downhill so fast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so unfortunate. Cause like, I mean, in what world can like you have taxes, you know, yeah. on citizens, uh, it'll have your your budget all fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, they kind of like d- this into like the explanation of like the timeline in in the flashback, but they made sure to mention that it happened after the battle where Kenshin dis- disappeared during the war. So I thought it was a good detail because he cannot be involved in this in any way because this was some backstabbing bullshit. So I thought it was a good, very small detail, but very important. Um. And, like, we actually learned that uh, Zanza actually respected uh, Sozo Sagara so much that he wanted, like, his, like uh, his surname to be his first name. And, I mean, they just kind of, like, they have, like, you know, maybe five, well, five to ten minutes to, like, make you understand the relationship and, like, how much respect that, these, that the Zanza has for Sagara, who's the well. captain of... Of this army
2: what's up your, your surname is your last name is you're just thinking that because in in japanese it's last name first name right
0: no but his his, his name his first name is sagara it's not flipped in the anime i'm pretty sure it's sagara it would be sagara sozo
2: so the subtitles have been throwing me off because they've been flipping it based on the names so like they'll say like kenshin himura but in the subtitles they say Himura kenshin yeah,
3: so,
0: sagara so is his first name sozo is his last name western style
2: yeah sozo okay. is his family name huh okay sorry i must have missed
0: that you're all good you're all good i uh I, I had to do some googling myself before i wrote the
2: notes on this one <laughs> Dude, the fact that they keep flipping the names in the subtitles is just it's, it's the up. shit out of me yeah like, it's fucked up just at least write what they're saying like i understand <laughs> i don't understand three quarters of it but i understand the names man
0: <laughs> yeah help me out yeah, maybe, it does get very
2: confusing. Maybe
1: it's due to the fact that they always have to go after, uh, you know, like that it is, you know, like Kenshin's talking, you know. Or so maybe maybe that just throws them off. Maybe they got that backwards, too. You know,
2: don't, y'all don't worry me this. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> so it's, just, it's, just, it's just it's just it's just poor subtitling. That's all it is. They're trying yeah. to make it sound like it did, because when you watch this show dubbed back in the day, like on Toonami. Mm hmm. They would say the name in the uh, westernized order. Okay. But like right. they're doing that in the subtitles, but clearly it's not what you're hearing, so it's throwing me off a little bit, you know? okay. I, I get that. I completely get that. Um, but yeah, like this portion of like
0: the backstory is like pretty much to like show us like that Sagara was like fighting for uh the Meiji Revolution and wasn't an imperial uh and and wasn't an imperialist and like he was kind of fighting to make everybody's lives better. And he thought he was doing a good thing. He said, "You know, you know it our hard work is going to determine how long this revolution takes. It could be one year to ten years, but that's up to us. like we can we have a we can do a lot to do that." So that's kind of just to show how good of a guy he was, the captain, um, and then they' really how close the relationship was. So after a little bit, few minutes, we like learn that the imperialists had to go back uh, against their word and say, hey, we can no longer half the taxes, but they can't say it was them. They can't promise something and take it back during a war. Yeah. They're going to they're put it on the Seiko army, which I thought was so fucked up, bro. And like, as soon as like Tyler, you said, as soon as you like heard this, you knew something was up.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no way, bro. Like it's, I mean I, it's just it's just hard to believe that a government is gonna keep their words on something that big, you know. They're gonna find some way out of it. So
2: exactly. I mean we see it in the US, you see it everywhere, dude. It's yeah. all that shit still, it's broken promises, nothing ever happens, you know? Mm-hmm. That's
0: the way she goes.
2: It's a damn shame.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: That burn shame, bro. <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, I guess Sagara knew what he was, like, walking into. Like, he said, you know, they were going to make, like, a last stand at some uh, fortress. But he tells um, Zanza and Katsu Hiro to stay behind and, and keep watch, quote-unquote. And then shortly after, we see, you know, uh, Zanza kind of, like, waiting around on some steps. And he actually goes into town. And he sees Sagara's head on a post. And that shit was so sad. And people were calling him criminals, how they were spread to lies. He actually got them for the crime of falsehoods. Complete bullshit. Um, but yeah, so that's why Sansa hates imperialists.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's also why he wears bad on his back, too, which like. That's such a good backstory for him, though, like it's so fitting for his character. It really like is. He's man. actually a good guy. And the fact that he says multiple times throughout this that the only reason he fights is to forget, and that just makes you feel for a homie, you know.
0: Yeah, even ten years later, he's hurt. He's still uh, relishing on it, and like that's a. I mean, he was nine years old when this happened. That's a crazy awakening to the world and how it works. Very very sad, and you can tell.
1: I was gonna say, so is he? Is he gonna be like a? Amazing uh, ignore me if there, this is like a big spoiler or whatever for the people. But is he going to be like a main character going forward?
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. he's all over. Yeah, the it, it's you. not. yes, yeah, it's, it's no secret. Okay. Also, it's really tough to spoil a story that got animated <laughs> in 1994. So this is a one. don't worry about it. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just I just know if they went through the trouble of like doing a backstory that was this you know decent, you know, mm-hmm. I figured that he was going to be a. Plot point going forward, but the way like the episode ended and stuff, it seemed like he wasn't going to be. You know what I mean? So it was kind of confusing.
2: Gotcha. So
1: understood.
0: Understood. Um, yeah, because yeah, he did say like he was gonna follow Kenshin around, but he didn't really like say in like what capacity, right? Yeah. So I completely understand that. So uh what's we get this little uh, flashback, and and, and Zanza is remembering his past. He gets back up, and, and Kenshin notes that he has like a lot more vitality, uh, a lot more than even what he started with. And uh, Soninuske slash Zanza is is saying he's like, you know, I can't I can't lose to an imperialist. I have to I have to beat the strongest imperialist, which is you. And he's like, I have to do this for the Seiko Army. And you know, I forgot this little detail, but it makes sense. Kenshin is aware what happened to the uh, Sehiko army and probably start immediately starts to understand his anger and starts to like kind of feel for him a little bit. So they're bridging that gap between each other which is important as he's going to become a supporting character. But uh, shortly after, one of the Himura brothers pulls a secondary (laughs) blicky. (laughs) Gotta have have the second pocket blicky, man. Um... And we see Kenshin get shot, but he actually blocks the bullet, bullet with the uh, with the hilt of the gun, with the hilt of the, the sword.
3: That shit was <laughs> so guns hard. don't
0: have hilts. That
2: shit yeah. was so fucking hard, dude. Like you see him pull out the blicky and fire, and all you see is Kenshin blow backwards. And uh, Kihay is like, "I fucking won. I did it. Like we got a revenge." <laughs> and then Kenshin just stands up, like basically brushes himself off, and is holding his sword. All he sees is the hilt. Just breaks into two pieces and falls off like that's fucking nuts. Like I know we see it in anime all the time where like people block fucking, you know, bullets with swords and stuff. But mm-hmm. this anime is pretty well grounded, I feel like. In yeah, the sense it, it of, yeah, I mean, he's the greatest swordsman of all time in this, but like. You're not cutting bullets in half and shit. And he had the awareness to see the trajectory of a bullet and stop it with the hilt of his sword. So that's, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Fucking sweet. I
1: was expecting him to cut the bullet in half. Not gonna lie. I think I've been watching too much One
2: Piece though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, bro, maybe.
0: But I can't blame you. I can't
2: blame you for that. That's what I'm saying. Like this anime is really well grounded compared to a lot of shonen style shows you watch. So like the aptitude it takes to actually do that is on such a higher level than we're used to, you know,
0: that's true. Dudes in, in universe broken. Um, but then, yeah, shortly after you got Kihei, you know, he points the gun at Yahiko and Kaoru. Cause he's like, yo, well, they're not doing that. There's only one man on the planet right now that can do that. And, uh, Zanza actually ends up slicing Gohei's face off as he's about to attack those two that I just mentioned. Um, and he's yelling and screaming, you know, like, this is my fight. Do not fucking interrupt me. I already told you that one time, and I'm not telling you to, telling you again. So he, he pretty much, was he, slice him across the nose and cheeks?
2: Well, I was going to say, you, you're under-exaggerating what he did to go, hey, he took <laughs> a sword the size of a horse and threw it at, like, 35, 40 miles an hour across this guy's bow. There and you go. It, it cut under his eyes like clean like pretty deep looking too i mean like if you're getting to the bridge of the nose and the eyes that's that's a deep cut he pretty much Precision. cut his nose off yeah. yeah and he just threw a sword to do this a sword that weighs this like as much as i do and i'm not a little guy that shit was insane <laughs> yeah it was fucking nuts man
0: and I, I i like the little detail where kenshin is busting up uh uh kihei the like the smaller brother and like instead of just like knocking him out he, like, pieces him up with a bunch of, like, uh, hits that, like, that just hurt. And he's like, yeah, I didn't want to knock you out. I just wanted you to feel a little hell first. And, like, uh, you don't see
2: that kind of edge from Kenshin a lot. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, when you see his eyes change like he, they did, like, you know you're getting some badass shit. Like, yeah. he's a goofy-ass mother, like, fucker. Oro? 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 <laughs> but when he gets Oro? in battle mode, he is, he is a fucking scary dude. <laughs> he's him. It's him.
1: I wish he would say Oro more when he was fighting. <laughs> he
2: does not fit the alter ego no. that we, of the Bato we see with the sword.
1: You know? Oro?
2: <laughs> God bless <laughs> shit. I love that shit.
0: But yeah, so, so after they put those two, the Hamer brothers out of commission, you know, uh, Zanza starts spinning his uh, zambato. And, you know, screaming, I'm going to beat the strongest imperialist. Fuck this
2: bullshit. Uh,
0: and Kenshin just cuts that shit in half.
2: I love seeing Kenshin flip his blade. Because yep. like, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, his sword has a dull front face to it, which you'd use in battle. But the back of that bitch is sharp as fuck. That is a well-honed sword. Mm-hmm. All he's going to do is flip his hilt over, and he's got a, he's got a real sword to fight with, and he chops through a sword that is, like, a foot wide and, like, six inches thick. It's nuts. Dude's a, dude's a menace.
0: But Tosai is real, bro. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's an absolute menace. They, they, better be. The streets better be glad that he's nice now because uh, it would not be good.
2: Oh, for sure, man.
0: But, yeah, Kenshin kind of, like, realizes, like, Yo, this dude's he's done. Like, i I beat this shit out of him already. Uh he and but before that actually, I wanna Dan, can you pronounce this? So after he cuts the, the, the Zambato in half, like he does like a cutting uh motion. He has a, a name for his move. What you got for us, Danny boy? <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Hitson Mitsurigi Ryu Ryu to Susan. Ryu to Susan, sorry
0: okay okay i am with that okay yeah. i thought i was gonna catch him slipping he, yeah he took a moment
2: he called on his I, I people's to, for that I, but I'm, okay i'm smiling way too much right now thinking of the badass but i was like i gotta get grounded right here folks <laughs> <laughs> that that is like a half a page of
0: words right there yeah no for real it takes up like half the line on this on my screen uh, <laughs> but yeah son uh zanza's you know is actually the first person to like not getting knocked unconscious from that. But Kenshin knows, you know, he's still standing, but he, he's really, I, I've, I've won. And uh, Zanza's still talking and smack. And Kenshin kind of just punches him in the face and says, aren't you fighting the wrong person? Because now he starts to understand who Zanza is. And uh, Zanza's saying, you know, the Imperials, a lot about the new era. And you know, not only the, imperial, the imperialists take care of the imperialists. You know, it's the Meiji government taking care of the Meiji. And Kairu and Yahiko kind of come to his defense. And we know who Kenshin is at this point. Um, and he kind of just, he just kind of talked about who Kenshin is. And uh, one thing that Kenshin said that stuck out to me was, you know, the people that need happiness the most are still trapped in the old times where the weaker or oppressed. And he kind of tells him like, I use my sword to, to fight for those kinds of people. And so we got to see that explanation. So they kind of came together a little bit and uh, Zanza ends up renouncing his name uh, and kind of admitting total defeat and falling on his back after being getting his, his ass kicked. But this was like the, the, the the hardest fight for kitchen so far.
2: You can't be Zanza without the Zanpato dude. Like facts. You just just saw at that point. Big Zah. Big Zah, baby. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, and then like, I guess the next scene there, they're kind of like walking through Tokyo and uh, Kairu is like, you know, that guy's not going to be able to move for like three months. Like, you didn't really have to do all that. And Kenshin was like, yeah, he was too strong for me to actually go easy on. So like, y'all can y'all can (laughs) chill with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we see him moving around the next fucking day, beating people at the same hot pot place. <laughs> um, which I thought
1: was fucking hilarious. He but then it was a... for fun now. Oh yeah, wild. now
0: he's just doing it just to do it now. Yeah. I respect that. Man knows what he loves.
2: I think the best part is after he knocked those drunk. Uh, they, they were they were, they weren't they were like politician guys right? Like yeah, it was a, I think,
1: they Wasn't they the same people that uh was causing trouble last time?
2: Oh, yeah. No, it was the same sure, people. Sure. So they're walking to the Hot Pot Restaurant all of a sudden, and Kenshin's like, Oh, it's you guys again after they just got knocked the fuck through the door. <laughs> and they panic and run away. And uh, Sonosuke just walks to the door. He's like, Oh, hey. And I'm like, I thought you'd be like in a bed. And he's like, No, I'm strong. I'm, I'm big strong. And all of a sudden, like, they all walk <laughs> up to just poke up. And he's just gritting his teeth and burying it. Like he should be on the ground, like in that much pain. And it, it was hilarious. I love that scene. Oro,
1: Oro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a pretty good episode. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fight too. So
0: yeah. So uh, our boy his K is like, yeah. He says he's no longer a fighter for hire, which is good. And I think he's had some respect for Kenshin now. But he was like, you know. To know if I can like I really like trust you It's like I'm probably gonna be shadowing you for a while. Just so I can see who you are, really. Which good shit.
2: Shadowing, good shit. AKA joining the fucking squad, baby. We got one.
0: We oh, got a real one, boy. Oh yeah. So How'd that? did you guys uh, check out the, the post credit scene? I did.
2: We got a big baddie coming finally. What do you think, Tyler?
1: Oh no. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Oro, god damn! Oro, like we got a big bad coming. Oro, Oro. Uh, <laughs> I may not watch the post credit scene, <laughs> so I'm gonna take y'all's words on it. Oh, dude. It's like
2: every time I watch Bleach, I like go to fast. I like I go to hit like back, and I'm like, wait, I can't yet.
0: i'm super bad about the bleach when y'all notice i get real quiet when we bring that shit up oh dude i was really sitting
2: there on my phone and all of a sudden they started talking and i was like oh shit these guys might not have watched this
1: (laughs) well what on uh what on bleach or this uh, one i'm
2: catching Uh, Uh,
1: okay have they had post credits uh every time nope yeah yeah They they have
2: Oh, I just yeah. skipped everyone for this one, I guess. <laughs> God damn, boy. <laughs> now we know.
1: Yeah, now I'll uh, make a note. <laughs> now we know. Right.
0: I'm, I'm going to have to text y'all next week. Yeah, I need y'all to text me for Bleach, though, so we'll be even.
2: <laughs> well, you guys want to get into the last episode of the Hidden Inventory Premature Death Arc from JJK? Hit me with yeah. it, brother. So... Just like the name of the second half of the arc, we got a whole episode called Premature Death. It's episode 29 of JJK. Uh, So we flash forward one year to see Ghetto struggling with his mental and Gojo becoming the honored one.
3: The honored one. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ.
2: (laughs) So we get a time skip and it basically just starts with Gojo testing out his new abilities and Ghetto and what was it? Uh, what's her name?
1: Uh, Yuki.
2: Tsukoma. Yuki. There we go. Yuki and Ghetto basically throwing pencils and erasers at him.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. Uh, no, it's uh, not Yuki. Shoko. 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 Shoko.
2: Yeah, Shoko. There we go.
1: Yeah, I'm I jumping ahead.
2: Sorry. I literally was just about to say, like, chick who smokes cigarettes because that's yeah. all she does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they say she didn't go out on dangerous mission, so.
2: But, um, like, you know, helping Gojo train uh, working on his limitless ability and everything else and it was a cool scene you know it's good to see Gojo getting a little stronger but you could have showed us some badass fight scene for that you know not just like a pencil and eraser <laughs> I In think my
0: opinion. I think it was cooler like just hearing him talk about like how he was uh, developing yeah, talk
2: about de- himself.
0: yeah I mean pretty much like he was explaining like yeah he can have like you know multiple versions of red and blue going at, at the same time um, he has multiple multiple iterations, and like he can, uh, like detect what should come through his barrier and whatnot. So I thought it was like more cool hearing about because it, it just sounds fucking nuts. Yeah, uh, outer that detection so. for your sorcerer ability, your curse ability. Yeah,
1: uh, he basically what he basically said is that he's got telekinesis now because of this. He can literally he literally has telekinesis because he can control both the blue and red simultaneously. Yeah. That is freaking wild, bro. Talk he about learning, high IQ shit. Right.
2: He's learning how to teleport. Yeah. Which is nuts. And <laughs> his domain expansion. I mean, we've seen Gojo at his level he gets to. So like it's crazy to see how fast he progressed there from the beginning of this arc to now, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, well, once once he was able to do red, it was it was a wrap.
2: Oh yeah. Once he able to do fucking purple, dude, it was a big wrap
0: yeah, I mean once he figured out red, like purple, he was like, Okay, like the rest of this shit is is cake. I'm good now.
1: Definitely, uh, man. I loved that um uh Shoko brought up a point. She was like, you know, if if you constantly you you know keep your powers going twenty four seven or whatever, because that's what his whole goal was when he's uh doing disability and stuff, is to keep it mm-hmm. going twenty four seven, to protect himself all the time, um, with minimal resources or whatever. But she brings up a good point, you know, like she's like, won't your brain fry? You know, if you keep it going like 24 seven, he's like, nah, see, I'm doing reverse, reverse curse technique at the same time and healing my brain, you know, as it gets damaged. So I can literally just keep going and just get supplied with a fresh brain. I'm like, damn, this dude is just so OP. It's not even funny. He's broken as shit.
2: (laughs) It's almost not even fun. It's just like, well, we know it's gonna happen, you know. Yeah, Yeah, he was just like listing stuff off, and I
0: was like, okay, we get it. You're him. Shut the fuck up.
2: But yeah, we we also start to see ghetto kind of spiraling down to the ghetto we know and love in the later season of, or I guess the first season. It's weird to see later season, but the later timeline of uh, JJK, and it was really cool to see like that actually happen you know like yeah, what
1: what led him there you know
2: yeah i mean i mean i think uh him get you know him like basically being like told like ha you get defeated by a damn monkey just <laughs> that was the moment dude that's when he snapped right oh, there yeah. Yeah, i feel like everybody
0: knew it it was like oh here we go
2: you he- he- <laughs> he heard that monkey
0: <laughs> word it's a wrap um i felt bad for ghetto though um Yeah, one he has to go on missions alone and like he has to pretty much eat vomit and shit all the time. Um I mean that alone would drive you insane.
1: Yeah, I mean the man the man got defeated by a monkey. He (laughs) you know, he lost his duo. Um, you know, that's one of the things that he had the most fun with. Gojo and ghetto duo. Now that Gojo's like super powerful, he has to go do all of his missions or whatever by himself and because uh, Gojo is having to do all the heavy lifting, basically, is what I uh, got out of all this. So he he has to do all this shit by himself, and like I said, eat all this shit that he's like it tastes like. what Would you say?
0: He said vomit and feces, like a yeah. rag that's like been cleaning up vomit and feces. So
1: I can't imagine,
0: and he does it all the time, like every day. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would literally go insane. Like, there's, like, what do you do? Um, and then him just being alone, like, I think if, like, they would have kept him in, like, a team with somebody,
2: he would have, like, especially at like Gojo, like, I think he wouldn't have flipped after a while. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, he lost, like, if he, he lost, like, the mental stability of his partner, you know? I mean, Gojo's, Gojo's an arrogant asshole, but, like, he has, like, a good outlook on life, and he lost that, so he's just... As you're saying, he's eating curses, and he's just like trying to figure out what he is. And he's like, "You sorcerers are supposed to protect the weak." And then, like it, in the shower scene, like it sounds like the cult is clapping with the water, which is really well done.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. That was nuts.
2: It was so <laughs> good. And all you hear him at the end is, "Damn monkeys," and that's when I knew we lost her, boy. He was gone. Yep. Yeah. Damn monkeys.
1: Uh, first time hearing it it, it, it was tragic. It was tragic. I was like, no, no. <laughs>
2: I kind of, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I like where Ghetto's character goes. So, like, I'm cool with it. Like, I know it's, he's the bad guy, but like, I like how fucking nonchalant he is when he's the bad guy. He just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm going to kill everyone. And you guys can deal with it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they got to have somebody to, like, even come close to Gojo, you know what I mean? I think is gonna be that person eventually, so he has to be,
2: right? I don't know. I haven't read JJK, so I'm not sure if it's I G- either if it's not Gojo or if Neither it's I um either Dory who finally you know seals the deal, but oh. or if it's happened yet. I don't know. Okay, but yeah. So after the shower scene with uh our boy looking real real menacing in the shower, that shit was nuts. Um, <laughs> ghetto meets Yuki Sukomo. And she's like, he's like, oh yeah, I've heard of you. And she gets all happy, like, oh my God, you've heard of me? And he's like, yeah, you're that deadbeat sorcerer who doesn't go on missions and just travels the world being a bum. <laughs> you fucking bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her face in that scene was so fucking good. They did like the classic, like, full metal alchemist, like, face look there. And then she just looks like, defeated as shit. And I was crying. Yeah, your actions have consequences. <laughs> everybody thinks you're a bum now but she goes on to say that she's looking for a way to create a world where cursed spirits aren't born which you know that's probably a better way to go about it than just to exercise curses on repeat you know
1: yes somebody's gotta be doing it right so
2: you gotta have your your research guy you gotta have your uh, mr hat and clogs trying to figure shit out you know <laughs> but she says there's two ways to do it and you can eliminate cursed energy from mankind with heavenly packs. And as we saw, our boy Toji had a heavenly pack, and he had zero cursed energy, but he was fucking insane. Cut it with the sauce. And everyone else had had their energy significantly lowered, but not gone.
1: He was the only one that literally had zero cursed energy, which means that way was kind of impossible, you know? So...
2: And then the other way that she'd come up with is basically training all of mankind to be able to use cursed energy. So be jujutsu sorcerers. But that's also not going to happen. I mean, that, that'd be, that's impossible, you know? Right. But our boy Ghetto here, you know, when his, in his current mental state goes, what if we kill all non-sorcerers? You know, those damn monkeys. <laughs> and Yuki goes, that would probably be the easiest way. And I think that's the moment right there that just set him on his path to being the goddamn menace we know and love.
0: Yeah, that was the final nail in the coffin right there. Uh, when she got the talk and I was like, this is it. He's done. Yeah. As soon as she started talking about <laughs> shit like this, I was like, oh, this is where he gets this idea. She's the catalyst. Um, yeah, I I, um, I, so, I I understand ghetto a little bit more.
1: So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if Yuki says no at that point and like shuts him down, do you think that changes ghetto in Hell his no. approach forward?
0: Not a chance.
1: No, you think he's he would still somehow try to do that? You don't think that like put some shit in his head right there?
2: No. How to do I, it?
0: I I think the deep down inside, like he already wanted to do this, right? But this gave him an, an excuse.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't call it an excuse. It more um Solidified his look. Like, oh, I life. can
0: I can do what I want and do a good thing.
1: So what I'm trying to say is is do y'all think that he had it on his mind on how to actually stop cursed energy, or did she put in his mind that this was one of the ways that you could stop cursed energy?
2: Oh no, it was definitely her putting this in his mind before, and yeah. he was just trying to figure out if he hated monkeys. <laughs> yeah or hated <laughs> mankind who weren't sorcerers, or if he was trying to basically learn to control that part of him. Because that's what he was saying before that. Yeah, so now, he was, he's on, now he's on a rampage.
1: Fuck yeah, yeah. He was basically trying to figure out if he was going to just kill him just to kill him because he hated the cult and monkeys and stuff like that. But now, like Bass was saying, he's got a reason now. Because she just fell in it. Is wild. She just fell into his lap. It was just like, hey, just
2: yeah, listen I, I here. Wanna, I wouldn't say necessarily a reason, but an end goal, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, after that, you know, we find out that Tengen is stable. After all that bullshit they went through, there was another star vessel born, or they found a replacement. So, like, if you got multiple, dude, just don't, don't stress it that hard, man. But, so we figure that out, and she rides away on her motorcycle looking like a fucking babe. So we get to Ghetto's last mission as a Jujutsu Sorcerer, and he goes to a village where they're holding two kids hostage in a cell because supposedly they were the reason for the destruction. Even though it was a curse, um, Ghetto killed the cursed monsters, but the villagers refused to believe the kids were innocent. They were so scared that the kids, like the kids, are terrified in a jail cell, like absolutely terrified. That you can just see cursed energy coming out of them. And Ghetto basically opens the door, tells the kids to step outside, and kills the whole fucking village. 112 people besides these two kids. Like, holy shit. That's a quick snap right there, guys. (laughs) Like, You go from being like, I don't know what to do with my life, to murdering a village of 100 people. That's nuts.
0: Well, I mean if you even have to ask yourself the question, do I hate these people or not? You probably hate them. Uh, (laughs) So I don't think that's like where it flips. I think he just finally accepted that he hated them.
2: Yeah. But,
0: and he's like, you know what? I'm here now. And I'm, I mean, that would, that would also make you sick seeing kids in cages and they've done nothing. And it's like, okay, I probably wanted to punch these. Like you and me would probably be like, okay, I want to punch these people in the fucking face. But ghetto has the power to just to kill them all. Yeah. And it's not really that much work for him,
1: especially since he can see like literally, literally cursed spirits being created out of this conundrum. You know, at that yep. moment, mm-hmm. he's just like, "Hold on, the shit Yuki's been saying to me—it's starting to make sense right now. Let's just take care of this now."
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. Still sad, but understandable question mark
1: (laughs) what about the the other 110 people bro no they're all in on it too man
3: (laughs) what about the other 110 people
2: (laughs) but so after that we get gojo sensei telling him about what ghetto did and gojo's just in disbelief like he he's in shock he does not believe that this happened and he also finds out that Ghetto killed his own parents because they weren't sorcerers. Like, holy shit, man! Dude's off the rocker at this point. Um, do you guys have anything to say about that, or do you want me to keep going? Nah, bro, is bro is like committed
0: <laughs> to the bit. Like, is it... <laughs>
1: committed to the bit. I mean, this man says his parents couldn't be an exception, and that they wasn't his family no more. Them people was monkeys, bro. I was distraught. I was distraught when he said that shit.
2: And it's so, dude, it's just wild. But so then we get a scene with Shoko. She's in the city smoking a cigarette. She's in uh, Shinjuku. And Geto walks up to her and basically confirms that everything against him, all the charges were true. And she asks why. And while he's explaining this, she's literally just pulling out her flip phone. Like, hey, Gojo, I found him. Come get him. (laughs) and gojo just fucking pulls up and he's just confronting ghetto like what the fuck are you doing dude like you killed your own parents killed 112 people like what is wrong with you and like tyler said ghetto basically says my parents aren't 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 an exception they're not my family anymore and uh one scene that really hit home for me was gojo gojo says it's impossible to create a world of only sorcerers and ghetto's simple response is, "You have the power to do that, don't you? Why can't I? Like, yeah. are you Satoru Gojo because you're the strongest, or are you the strongest because you're Satoru Gojo?" And that was that scene really hit home for me. You know, like I I don't even know what else to say. It was just it was really good.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really really good. I, I, I um seeing the look on Gojo's face, and I I wanted to, I want to ask you guys a question. So. Was Ghetto saying that Gojo
2: could kill everybody on the planet? Is that what oh, he was saying? Pretty much, yeah. He's that strong. Jesus Christ. And you, you see what he does by just, like, flicking his fingers to this point, dude. I mean, he's that's really true. Else. That's true. But, like, damn.
0: But, yeah. No, I, I, I thought it was awesome that, like, Ghetto, like, called him out. Because, when I didn't realize he could probably do something like that. Because I mean, but he can. Um But yeah, he pointed out his pretty much his hypocrisy. But yeah, what is what does you guys think that meant? Like, are you the strongest because you're Gojo? Or does making being the strongest make you Gojo? Like, like what did he mean by that?
1: I mean, I didn't figure it out. Play, yeah, I I just I don't really know. That went over my fucking head. It's. It has to be some kind of psychological, psychological power play or something like that to make Gojo just think, you know, make him feel bad about himself, maybe.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's kind of bringing his personality into it. I mean, you know, he is the strongest because of his Gojo clan abilities. But is that what makes him strong or is it his conviction and his character, you know? I think that's what he was getting at. I mean, I don't see that from Gojo because Gojo's a goofy motherfucker half the time you see him. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the need to take anything serious because, like, he's the
1: threat. And what what really got me though is after that, after he said that, Ghetto, you know, goes on to say, "If I was to become you, then it would make it possible, wouldn't it?" And I was just like, "Bro, this man." Like he just it sums it up right there, you know. Like he just wants to be Gojo. That way he could
2: do it, you know. Who doesn't, man? Yeah. Gojo slays with the ladies. Come on.
1: (laughs) So here we get to the root of the problem. Is Airman Ghetto is jealous of Gojo. That's that's why. That's why Ghetto turned out the way he did. He's jealous. Well,
0: I'd be a little jealous too if I had to fucking eat vomit and shit and this (laughs) motherfucker could snap his fingers and become the strongest. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck him.
1: Damn. You're not wrong, dude. Oh damn, bass! Stay you away to from the eat, villages, eat bro. Every day,
0: every day, <laughs> and vomit. Come
2: on, man. Oh, my god, that'd be fucked up.
1: <laughs> I just wouldn't do it no more, bro. I'd, I'd quit. That's your job, man.
2: So, That's what you gotta do to protect the monkeys, right? <laughs> them damn, and that monkeys. would make you
0: resent people—the people you were protecting. Yeah, it 100%. makes total sense. Yeah.
2: But so after that, we get Ghetto at the Cult HQ. We're back. We're back. We're back to the cult. And so it's all the old members. They're under a new name, new organization, blah, 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 this bullshit. But uh, Ghetto has basically adopted the two kids from the village into his new family. And I think that's what he was saying is, by my parents are my family anymore. This is my family. So he's going to turn these poor ass fucking kids into these corrupted psychopaths, which we see later in the show. And he basically goes up on stage wearing this <laughs> drippy ass outfit and he just goes to this entire congregation congregation of cult members.
3: I'm
0: and sorry, goes, Dan. I, I've been sitting here thinking about <laughs> something like imagine waking up in the morning and thinking, damn, I gotta eat shit today. I? <laughs> <laughs> so be
2: I gotta eat shit and vomit today.
0: Oh, shit. That would have me fucked up, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then then every time you take a shower to try to clean yourself off from the all the shit and vomit that you ate today, you hear clapping, bro. <laughs> it's
0: too much. It's too much for any man. Uh, <laughs> okay,
2: sorry, I, I had to say that. No, you're good, man. But so basically, he's in front of this whole congregation of cult members. And he says, hey, guys. I'm the leader now. You follow me, and like instead of showing disgust, it literally just said like the crowd disagrees or something along those lines, which I thought was super interesting. How they did that, Um, you know, they could have shown people screaming and whatever. They just did that, and the next scene is gotta be like, "Hey, come up here. You're 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 one of the leaders," and just blows him up with a curse on the spot. (laughs) <laughs> and you just see him wiping blood off his face, going, "Damn monkeys! Like, holy shit, man! Our boy's our boy's gone. He's lost. <laughs> he's fucking gone, man." Yeah, then, no, he he literally went insane.
1: Then he ends. He he tells the rest of the congregation, "He's like, you will obey him. It's like you will obey me, or else, damn monkeys." <laughs> <laughs> He didn't say that, but he, he was thinking it. You know, he was. Yeah, so. yeah no, he, he really was.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have to go apologize to like the entire human race after this freaking podcast. For how many times <laughs> you said "damn monkeys"? <laughs> <laughs> but so then we get another scene with Gojo and Megumi. They're having a conversation, um, basically like, "Hey, do you want to know about your father?" And Megumi's just like, "Nah, I'm good." Gojo and really
1: wanted to say that. Gojo really wanted to tell him that he killed him. He tried so hard multiple times.
2: I basically asked him what he wants to do with his life and Gojo's kind of taking on that like guardian role and he's going to get him to become a sorcerer, which we see obviously. Right. And then we get a flash forward to the present. And I love this scene because of Gojo waking up, that's the scene from the very beginning of the intro. Did oh, you guys notice that? So no. it's Gojo in the chair. And I was like, no. "Oh, that is a clean transition back oh, to present." Oh, it was pretty dope.
0: Present. Yeah, it was. Wow, they put okay. some thought into
2: that, hoe So damn shame, dude. Shame, Ghetto had to do what he did. But here we are. I'm really excited for the end of August when we get our next episode of JJK with the beginning of the Shibuya Incident arc. But I think we spent enough time on this. You guys want to get to the most ridiculous power in the world? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, baby. let's get it let's do oh, this we'll
1: baby. talk about peak piece goat piece one piece 1071 Luffy's peak attained gear 5th and here we go the drums have started and so is Luffy's heart Luffy's peak starts now can, can Kato stand up to this form we shall see But yeah, the episode starts off with the drums deliberation just going and going and going. Zoe saying he can hear them. First time in 800 years, Joy Boy has returned is what he's telling Momo. And I'm just telling y'all from like 30 seconds in when the drums started going hard, you know, my hairs was standing up on my arms and I was doing like drums, like air drums, bro. I, y- y'all should have seen me i was over here jamming i was like this shit goes hard <laughs>
2: oh, dude. hearing the drums of liberation is right up there for me With seeing every dad when they hear um a janet Gen- that phil collins on the Genesis song ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. i can feel it same up. thing it's the same thing dude same, same thing this is our this is the otaku version of I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Like <laughs> it's, done. It, it, it's a thing now. Yes,
0: it really is. Um, it the drums just went so hard, bro. Like you had some bongos and some African drums in there. Shit was going crazy. Uh, can't say enough good things about the music, uh, really. But yeah, awesome shit.
2: That oh, was incredible. But like Luffy wakes up and you just hear his heart pumping. He's bouncing around on the ground and he finally sits up and he's like, what happened? I lost the fight. You just see this shit eating grin on his face. and I'm so fucking hyped.
1: <laughs> y'all, y'all don't like y'all probably know, but like your boy was in tears already by this point. I was crying tears of happiness. Tears of joy. I was about here. to say,
0: why were you crying? But okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I was just
1: so excited, bro. Like I cry over everything, bro. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, I, I was I've been waiting on this uh for a while. Got spoiled some time ago for me. But <laughs> it was still fucking hyped. Like I, I was I was still very impressed. Um he mm-hmm. was so wobbly. Bro was so wobbly. You know, he said this is getting fun. I'm sure it was, bro. You could, you know, everything around you is turning into rubber. You can bend it whichever way
2: you want. And you were dead. So this has got to be a tattoo. I mean, I,
1: I yeah. I'm. I know it may not sound like a lot, but my one of my favorite parts of the episode, if not my favorite part, was when it showed him from a distance, and it showed him first standing up, and like he was like wobbling to the right, and wobbling back to the left. You know. Mm-hmm. And the drums going on in the background while he was doing it to, to the beat, you know, and that shit, like, like I'm telling you, man, like my adrenaline was going, like it was just peak, peak, you know. I've never felt that way before. Even in ten fifteen, when ten fifteen oh. happened, I I never did feel this way. I was like, this man is up, you know, he's doing it. This is it.
2: <laughs> that's, that's like exactly how I felt reading it back. A year ago, you know, and like seeing it on paper, but seeing an anime is just so fucking good, dude.
1: Yeah, they just done that scene so well. Yes. Like, yes. Why am I able to stand right now? It was just so good. So
2: but you get the next scene and it's yamamoto, yeah Sorry, Yamato, not yamamoto wrong show. Uh Yamato <laughs> and Momo. That's why I said that. The name combined, you got the same name, dude. Um yeah. say that Luffy is Joy Boy and Pure Disbelief. We go back into Onigashima and we're seeing everybody in shock. I mean, Conqueror's hockey it's just all over the fucking place. Like, it's like a lightning storm. Like you're in the middle of a lightning cloud. Yes. How much Conqueror's hockey is going off? You see all the beast pirates just falling over. was
1: Tato, and... like, Oro?
2: Now, for real. He was like, guys, <laughs> what's going on, guys?
3: Oro?
0: Where's that I coming
2: just- from? <laughs> he had to know dude that was i was like come on lost, you're, you're better than that bro lost all the bass in his voice but we see chopper we see nami and we see everybody just so happy that he's back thank god marco protected our girl from that borrow blast or else she'd be she'd be a piece of fried chicken right now she would have she would have <laughs> died a very sad girl yes definitely but after that we get this really cool flashback to marie joie not flashback but like we transport to Marie. Marie Joie. And mm-hmm. I remember reading this scene and it was so fucking cool. Basically, it's the Gore side talking and they're like, you know, we had to sacrifice one of our best agents and, you know, we might have put the cart before the horse because we've pissed the fuck off Kaido now. But in the end, that's still better than letting this power awaken and become what it is. And that's where we finally learned that the Gomu Gomu Nomi has another name the hito hito nomi mythical model nika and we go into how nika is the sun god and oh my <laughs> god i'm just getting for saying it right now guys like that shit was so gas like i've been trying so hard not to say it multiple times <laughs> like when we wanted to pick our devil fruit like during the anime dj's podcast like three months four months ago i was like I want fucking Toon Force, boys. I don't want any of this shit. I want to turn <laughs> into a goddamn cartoon character from Tom and Jerry. <laughs>
1: if I remember correctly, like uh at the time when this happened, I think uh Dan and I was like literally in DMs, like having like a fit about this shit. It was like, mm-hmm. Oh god. oh my god, Luffy is a god right now. <laughs> He's Nika. But
2: and... They say that the fruit is evading them. But one of the, the really cool things about Zo- mystical Zoan fruits is that you see it back in um, Impel Down, right? So you have the awakened Zoan fruits, the giant cow, the giant whatever monsters that are like the guards. Their mm-hmm. mind was overtaken by their fruit when they awakened it. And that's why they're just mindless animals at this point. So like what we're seeing right now is really the sun God Nika Luffy's Luffy's in there somewhere, but we're seeing that pure madness and joy that the sun God Nika is. And I, I felt like the, I don't know
1: about you, Dan, but I felt like the manga portrayed that better. Honestly, I think it did too. I really do think that it portrayed it better. Cause it made us know that that wasn't Luffy. Like that wasn't him. He, he wasn't able to control himself at that time, you know what I mean? Yeah, so,
2: they did a better job in the manga. Yeah. But they go into the, the new fruit description of how the body is the properties of rubber. He fought as he fancied. He was just made people smile. He's a warrior of liberation. He was Nika, the fucking sun god, boys. <laughs> Holy, so much freedom. Aaron yes. Yeager's got nothing on her boy now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And then we get to the part of the episode I didn't want to have to watch. But we had to. Hiyori and Orochi. We'll skim this because it wasn't that important, right? I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Compared to the rest, yeah. It's just a little bit important, but not not like our boy Luffy. They should have left this shit out. Yeah, honestly.
2: (laughs) No, they should (laughs) have left it out. I mean, you got to think this is the encapsulation of how all of Wano felt for the last, what, 20 years? and getting some retribution from it. I mean, it's a very important part to the story, but putting it in between this for, like, 13 minutes was fucking brutal. It was. I could have done this scene in five. It would have been yeah, done. Like
0: it made me, like, not... Yeah, like, no one cares, like, right now.
1: No, I... Like you, you hopped this up. Like, they literally hopped this up, and then they're like, oh, wait. Here. Dude, watch this. And I'm like, bro, Chill.
2: Yeah, I mean Orochi being that fucking snake motherfucker he is, finally realizes that this is Kozuki Odin's daughter, starts babbling on about how he was exploited by Kaido, that's the only reason he did anything. Straight they fuck es- boy. They should escape together. And like he made Odin dance like a fool for five years. We get that whole flashback again. And Orochi wants to give Odin an award for being such a great samurai. <laughs> Fuck this guy, dude. He's yeah, killing, man. He's probably my least favorite One Piece character of all time. And there's a few that I really don't like, but he's a fucking rat. Yeah, no, he's a he's a little bitch. But after all that, you know, Conjuro shows up in the uh, Kazenbo form. Basically, he's he's a fizzled out flame at this point. It says he failed. And all he wants to do is embrace Orochi, and just lights him on fire. And <laughs> that's it, man. You get Hiyori coming in. She says, "The dawn will surely come." The Kazoki is a clan that keeps their promises. And dude, that that final scene right there with her like crying with the moon and stuff in the background was super cool, in my opinion. I love that.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a pretty
2: good scene. Uh, but they could have skipped half of that. They didn't. Even I mean, they, 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 they could have
0: put it in a different episode, at least.
2: Yeah. They're they're pretty good about doing exactly what's in the manga though. Alright. <laughs> I'm, <just saying. laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm it not disagreeing with at all. But,
1: it definitely yeah. should have been faster. It definitely should have been faster. So Yeah, I ain't need all that. We didn't we didn't have to have the flashbacks of Odin and shit. So we already seen that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like so. maybe just
0: don't don't put things where like I don't want to watch them. If they started the episode, it
2: (laughs) probably would have been fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Like, if they just showed Luffy's heart beating and then they went to this, it would have been fine. Like, they showed that he was getting back up and then they came back to him sitting up and being like, I lost the fight. What's going on here? So this is getting fun. That would have been really great. Yeah, but they would our whistle and and then took the bottle away. Yeah, and then they played the same scene of Luffy bouncing around again for like the third time, and I'm like, guys, come on. I know we re- reuse animation, but like same episode? <laughs> <Three> <laughs> said same episode. I was like, come on. Come on, Toei.
1: But, yeah. Uh, then we go back up to the rooftop and like Dan said, Luffy's just bouncing around saying that he can do everything that he wanted to do now. And he thinks that he can fight a little more. And that his heartbeat sounds funny. And then he goes on to say, this is his peak. And boys, like, after all that, he finally starts going after Kaido. (laughs) And I love this shit.
2: No, that's the scene right there where he, like, goes Super Saiyan, right? And his clothes turn white?
1: Uh, Maybe. That's like the second like power up or whatever like when he like goes crazy
2: again or whatever
0: yeah that's right accepts what's happening he's kind of like just goes after it yeah
2: and that shit was so hard dude i was i like was listening i'm like oh my god did they take the dragon ball z noise right here am i crazy
0: (laughs) oh they did they definitely did Uh, i noticed that immediately um how do you guys like the sound effects outside of that though all the all the tune the the, uh, looney tune sound effects
1: i enjoyed it i mean it really um it really hit home the fact that we are seeing Toon Force right now, like it's we're li- Basically, to sum it up, it's just Luffy's world, and we're living in it. So that's it. Right. That's all I know to say.
2: Yeah, there were <laughs> scenes where I felt like the audio didn't line up very well with like what was going on in the animation. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like when Luffy was like spinning Kaido around, it's not like the sounds were just slightly off, but. They were animating it so well and so fast that I feel like it would just would have been hard to keep it in line. But I definitely noticed that a little bit. I was like, okay, this sounds a little off here, guys.
0: Yeah. My, my critique of this whole thing is like, I, I, I think they could have slowed down some of the tune animations or made them last a, a few seconds instead of like half a second or three quarters of a second.
2: Uh, you um, know, they had to put that 13 and a half minute Hiyori thing in there. So that's why we <laughs> had it and everything sped up. It just would have been easier to process. Like, the first time I watched it through, I was, like, a lot of it, a lot of it was
0: it was unrecognizable. It was, like, flashes on the screen, and, like, I was, like, okay, like, this is cool, but, like, what's kind of happening here at the same time? Um, and then, like, I, like, went and saw screenshots, uh, like, of uh, some of this episode on, on Twitter. I was, like, I don't remember that because, like, it just happens <laughs> so fast. Um, So, I think, you know, animating a an anime fights a little bit different than doing like a, a cartoon. And I think they got to learn to like, slow it down a little bit when you get into those like moments where you really, really need to draw it out
2: to make it like
0: it happen and make it realizable.
2: Yeah. I so, can agree with that. I think one of the things they were doing is they were trying to show just how ridiculously overpowered he is now, but you can show it in a way that the viewer can actually see it. If that makes sense. You exactly.
0: Know? That's exactly what I'm saying. Really?
1: So one of the scenes like that Bass is talking about that really stood out to me was when um, I think Kato was getting ready for a, a blast breath or whatever, and uh, Luffy seen it coming at him. He like jumps up or whatever, and like slings himself back right before he w- and his eyes pop out of his head right before he like uh, grabs the ground, you know. Mm -hmm. that that whole transition from when he jumped up to when he like slung himself back like you couldn't see shit it was just like a like a twisting humanoid figure twisting around and i was like what's going on here you
0: couldn't even tell what he did until like the you saw the blast breath like coming like bouncing back at kaido i was like oh that took me a second to figure out what the fuck that
2: was yeah, yeah. They, they did a lot better job in the manga on that because like you saw the scene with his eyes pop out you saw him grab his eyes and put them back in his head and his hands go through his face all the way back which caused him to swing backwards but i'm gonna say i love the scene where he's like moonwalking down to pick up the ground and build up <laughs> all that power before he slings it in the air yeah the moonwalk was so good dude <laughs> <laughs> Not that like michael jackson
1: so like on the like the third the third rewatch of this, um, like on those scenes like that, I literally just stopped and rewatched them over and over again. That way, I could see what was going on, really, you know. And that's when I that's the first time I was able to actually see him grab his eyes and bring them back, you know, because before that, going at normal speed without rewatching, you can't you can't really see what's going on there. So you yeah, just see his yeah. eyes come out, and then all of a sudden. A lot of things happen and then he's moonwalking to the ground. So, yeah,
2: yeah. I definitely think having read it helped a lot because I went back and <laughs> reread the chapter before watching it. And I was like, OK, I, I get what people are complaining about. But if you know what's happening, it's a lot better. Yeah, but I, I mean, I shouldn't have to look
0: at manga panels to realize. What, I mean, <laughs> realize what the fuck I'm looking at on my screen. Oh, I know.
2: I yeah, it, it
0: just it just it was a little frustrating that way. Um, but like I mean at one point, like I was sitting there thinking to myself, like like this is fucking One Piece right here. Like this is <laughs> feels like the essence of One Piece. Like there's some serious themes, uh, a lot of serious things going on, but like at the end of the day, it's goofy as fuck.
2: Yeah, and I love how like how with how serious One Piece has gotten. I mean, shit, shit's been like intense, nonstop, yes. very serious. And just pulling this out of the bag like that was like, oh, this is this is one piece again. This is what I used to watch. In the East Blue, it's just a goofy pirate anime, and seeing it come back was awesome. Yeah, uh, it was. It was the essence. We just skipped a bunch of the fight there, guys. We got to go back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we yeah.
2: just skipped a bunch of great shit. Yeah, we're too okay. busy
1: talking about goofy well, Luffy over here. I mean, of course. <laughs> I mean, this is what we're
0: here for. Um, but like, let's let's go back to the, the beginning of this. You know, uh, Luffy's kind of like dancing around on the ground, turning everything to rubber, um, and like he, he kind of blows up his hand sticks it down the hole on on you know at the top of uh Onigashima and pulls Kaido back through it and everybody's like yo is that Luffy Mugiwara um and that was like one of my favorite moments in in, in this episode it was just like Kaido being like what the fuck is going on right now I killed him I saw it he was dead um like who what the eyes, fuck is bro. this crackhead you know what i'm saying like yeah he's like my like his eyes pop out of his head as he gets pulled back through <laughs>
2: and it was i thought that was a great scene i really really enjoyed that oh my next the next scene was my favorite when luffy pulls him out and all of a sudden you see him going mokey moki moki and just making himself like super buff luffy and then just freaking punching the shit out of him like that moki mokey moki thing i've had in my head for like a <laughs> week now like well not a week but since saturday and i'm like oh my god this is just so fucking good yeah and but- it was cool because like i mean like
0: like Luffy said, like he can literally do anything he wants now. Like he took all of that size from his arm and hand where he pulled Kaido up and he like tied his, his belt around his waist to make it a little tighter and pretty much had muscles in in his upper body. It was just, he's just
2: freedom. It's fucking freedom. He's going, he's going from gear three to gear Four, tank man, to bounce man, to snake man, everything. He's just putting all his powers together instantaneously. And it's so good to see. Um, the scene where he's like got him in the suplex and you spin him in the circles. Oh my God, dude. It's so ridiculous. <laughs>
0: yeah. He made kind of look like a fucking worm.
1: <laughs> kind of just can't keep up right now. He's just like, what's going on, bro. <laughs> what's going on? Imagine, uh, just imagine like you, you just killed this man. You've had a nice
0: long fight. It got stolen from you, but you like no big deal. I still get to go through with my evil plan. And you go back, you go down there and you declare victory. He said i'm about to fuck up you
2: straw hats you better surrender the rest yep. of you motherfuckers are slaves and
0: then you just get
2: pulled bring me Momo. bring me momo i need this surrender from the, from the the leader of this the, you know, right and oh my god dude but so mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. luffy spins around and fucking suplexes him to the ground you see luffy just laughing his ass off on the ground holding his stomach he can't contain his laughter And you see Kaido come up in the background and the man has an egg on his head. (laughs) The size of Onigashima at this point. He's got the dizziness spinning around everything else. Made the man literally see stars. And then like Luffy's on the ground like this was
0: another like funny moment. Uh, One of my favorite moments from the episode. Luffy was laughing so hard he was clapping with his feet. (laughs) I was like bro is really tripping right now. Okay.
2: I'm gonna go watch this again the minute we're done with this.
0: Yeah, same, same.
2: But But, after that, we get to the scene that we already talked about with the trampoline ground blowing the boro blast back at him. And that's when we get the gear five introduction sequence. And I thought that shit went so hard, dude. It's just Luffy showing different parts of him with the letters coming up. And then you get like a scene of all his past battles and power ups in like 10 seconds. I could have done without it, honestly. Really, really? Yeah, I could have done without
0: it. It kind of took me out of it for a second.
1: No, I, I that was kind of like a like a breakup, like a mid mid uh, point breakup. But they had to have that in there though to signify that that was gear five time.
2: Yeah, because they've always done it with the last power ups. You know, you've had the gear two, gear three. Gear, well, I guess they didn't really do one for gear three because it was just the giant fist. But they did it with Snake Man and Bounce Man and Tank Man. So. Yeah, I I don't like when they do it though. So that's really uh,
0: it. uh, Yeah, it always kind of takes me out of it, but it is what it is. It's part of the show.
1: I enjoyed the bells or whatever they was doing, like the dings. They really put that in there. Yeah, I was like, damn they they really made something like a ding so special. You know, like that's crazy. One piece, only one piece can do it. So
0: yeah, I, I I I was starting to miss the goofiness of this show. And uh, I think I've mentioned it before. I don't know if it was during the rundown or one of the DJ's episodes that like some of my favorite moments are just when they were goofing off on the ship, uh, putting, you know, chopsticks in the, in their, in their noses and stuff like that. So they like, get <laughs> some of that goofiness back, like you said earlier, Dan is I cherish this kind of shit. And like, they just made it the whole transformation. This. Yes.
2: Yes. Oh. Give it to me. It's exactly, for me. Man. And like, I think my favorite part of this whole fight was the music because they took "Overtaken," which is like the one piece song, you know, and they remixed it with the drums of liberation. And that shit went so fucking hard. Banger. Banger. Absolute banger. Absolute banger. God tier fucking tunes right there.
1: Yep, just a just a absolute banger of an episode. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah,
2: dude. I mean, the episode uh, ends. Oh, go for it. I, I
0: really do hope that the animation team kind of learns from this episode at the same time,
2: though. Um, yeah. We'll have to see what the next one. I mean, the next one's got... A, it's all Luffy versus Kaido. It's all action. My favorite Gear 5 scene from the mangas are coming up in the next one or two episodes. So, like, I'm really hyped. Like, this <laughs> this was just an introduction. This wasn't the climax of this capability Luffy has now late. Like, if you guys haven't heard the manga, who are listening, I know Tyler has, Bass hasn't, you're in for a fucking treat, guys. It gets so much better. It really does. So much better. So much better. I mean, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. But the episode ends with Kaido shaking off the the soot from his own blast breath and basically coming up and he's just laughing. And he's like, I'm sorry that we had a rude interruption last time. This is, get, you know, like, let's get back to it. And for the first time since, like, what, 2006? Yeah. We got a One Piece ending. We finally got an ending video. It's back. <laughs> and I thought the song was OK. It was a good anime ending song, but the visuals for Wano were awesome. Yeah.
0: And the visuals, I mean, were way better
2: than the actual song. I thought the song was
0: pretty mid. It as was far a as far as endings go. It was an anime ending song, you know. I don't know. I like I like a lot of them,
2: but this was yeah.
0: not one of those. Uh, but the the visuals really were awesome.
2: Oh yeah, I was kind of bummed because they showed a character who I'm not going to spoil anything. I mean, if you missed it, you missed it. But they showed a character in his in a future form that we haven't seen yet in the ending. And again, stop spoiling shit in endings and openings, guys. Learn. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, it's they, they do too <laughs> much. They they do way too much with that shit. Actually.
2: But you guys got anything else for One Piece, Tyler? What do you think about the ending song? Uh,
1: I mean, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it. It gave off like a um, like a chill, relaxed vibe, you know. And I I actually enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the visuals too. I thought that the ending overall was just really good. So
2: it kind of reminded me of like the original One Piece opening. Like it had a similar like vibe to that. Like back when it would show like the Going Merry with like the black and gold sunset. And ah, uh, I was a little nostalgic. I mean, I, I was just watching it. I'm just like, bro, this is
1: just so peaceful and relaxing, you know, it's, you know, especially since it looks so good. Uh, the visuals and stuff. So.
2: But. I enjoyed Definitely. it. Definitely. Well, guys, we're really excited for 1072 and uh, ZOM 100 to come back next week. We hope you guys enjoyed this week's weekly rundown. Uh, make sure to jump on your podcast platform, whether that's Spotify, Apple, or whatever. Give the podcast a little rating, you know? Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us what we want to see more of, less of, etc. Uh, if you have any questions on topics we've talked about, jump in the Discord, linktree.com slash animedjens, and make sure to join for our... DGN. Dijon podcast coming out later the same day and also the One Piece watch party on Saturday night. All right, guys. Thank you.